Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. Chris Larson alongside with Al Escobedo here. And today we're going to be talking uh, using your fish house for hunting. And Al, you're a tournament angler. You do all kinds of ice fishing. But when I first met you and when we first started doing things, I didn't know you as an ice fisherman. I knew you as a hunter. And you're a guy that's uh, been hunting your entire life and a lot of bow hunting and traveling all over the place. And you're actually traveling in a couple days to Florida to do some turkey hunting. So that tells you how serious this guy is. He's getting on a plane to go kill a turkey in Florida. Let's get there first. Let's go there first. Tell, tell me about your turkey hunting. And and I don't even know how to describe your turkey hunting because it's it's over the top, I guess, it, is the best way. It's list. an addiction, <laughs> to say the least. Um, it took me a few years to get my first bird after I started hunting them, believe that or not. But um, it was one of those deals where I woke up one day and was like you know what i want to try hunting turkeys and all my buddies are like you should go to seminars you should do this and do that i'm like no i'm gonna buy a ground blind i'm gonna go out to a piece of public land and i'm gonna hunt turkeys and i'm gonna learn how to do this and as i kind of gradually started to figure things out and i i found some success hunting with a couple different buddies i did you know finally start to go out with other people but um as as and everything else in life, you, you kind of move to the next level. After I kind of started shooting some birds, I decided, you know what, I want to make this a little more interesting, try some other things, experience new opportunities. So I decided that I was going to pursue the World Slam. Um, I know there's a lot of guys that do it in one year with the shotguns and stuff like that, but I want to do it strictly with a bow. And I don't really have a timeline, so I'm just, you know, every year I, I try and add another trip to my to my schedule and and slowly make that happen um for a while there uh, i would start in nebraska and hit pretty much every state i could until wisconsin and then kind of wrap it up here at at our home state here um but right now i'm two birds away from my world slam i was supposed to actually go to mexico on a gould's hunt um which is the second mexican subspecies down there it's in the mountains um, but that got canceled due to some COVID and some other issues down in that area. Um, so when that got canceled, I thought to myself, I can't put off this, this turkey hunt deal for another year. And, uh, it just so happened one of my buddies, Mark Carroll from Texas gave me a call and was like, Hey, uh, we just put together a group of guys to go to Florida, hunt some of these Osceola birds. I know you still need one to knock it off your list. We got an extra spot for you, and uh, yeah, it didn't take too much twisting of my arm. My wife, I had to do a little bit more begging on that end, but uh, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. Hopefully, we can get down there and get a bird, so that, that'll be a lot of fun. And then that'll leave me with just the goulds, and I'll complete my world slam, and then who knows where it'll go from there. <laughs> that, that sounds cool, but I, I think maybe the thing that really shows where you're at with turkey hunting is this oscillated bird that you killed. Tell us about that and, and where you have to go to kill an oscillated turkey and, and what that's all about. So the oscillated turkey is a Central and South America subspecies of the wild turkey. Some people don't actually recognize it as a wild turkey because it is a little bit different. Um, 
its gobble is more like a song versus the standard gobble of what people think of when they think of a turkey gobble but they're extremely beautiful color birds colorful birds they they act and move and everything about them is very turkeyish um, but there's just a small chunk of the world where you can hunt them. Um, and I went down to the Yucatan Peninsula. I was about 100 miles from the Guatemala border. Um, and we were hunting in the, in the jungle, the middle of the Mexican jungle. It was an incredible experience. Uh, one of my favorite places to go. It's just beautiful country. All sorts of different cool birds and animals. Um, but it, it, it's just an uh, amazing experience to, to get down there and chase those birds, and they're extremely beautiful. Like I said, I, I, I don't even really know how to put it into words. It was, If it was a more affordable trip, that's one of those kind of, for me anyways, I work at an archery shop, I ice fish, I do a lot of things that, you know, that take up a lot of my funds. Um, but it's one of those ones where it's an experience that I wish I could go every single year for the rest of my life. But... Um, you got to find different experiences and, and allocate the funds accordingly. But uh, if if you ever get the chance and you're in, avidly into turkey hunting, I would, if nothing else, at least check out some videos on YouTube. They're a very special bird. Yeah. So I think we've we've now shown that you definitely have an obsession with turkey hunting. But what we wanted to talk about was using a fish house as kind of a, almost like a camper. And I think that's one of the things that when people look at the investment of a fish house these days, you know, they're not cheap and they got to figure out a way to use it in more ways than just, we're going to go ice fishing for two or three months a year, depending on where you are. And I actually took this house this weekend. I just returned last night from a turkey hunt and we were able to, you know, this is a, this is a toy hauler. So we hauled the four wheeler down. We got to the farm, we pulled it off, we dropped the beds down and we basically had a sleeper house for, for the weekend. You know, we could sleep right there on the farm so we didn't have to drive a long way to get to where we need to go. Just get up, get dressed, get it, get in the, on the machine and head out to where we were going to go, go turkey hunting. And I think that that type of thing is something that people are going to start seeing the value in that and seeing that you know it provides more time you know my son and i were out there and we got to you know we were there and, yeah. and we got got to hang out and and spend time together and you know it's we got a six and a half by 14 plus the v here so this isn't huge we uh we get to hang out and and really you know spend some real quality time and i think when people start looking at these investments to buy stuff like this that's really kind of the important thing to me is being able to get out there and and, and do that kind of stuff and you know this morning i got him up from school and i said how you doing are you excited and he's like eh, wish i was sitting in the cornfield right now i don't blame him <laughs> <laughs> i mean the kid loves school he, he does great at school and everything but he was like i wish i was still turkey hunting so to me that tells me he had a great time you're creating memories that's that's special right there yep and and just being able to take this where we wanted to go now in this case we went out to uh my uncle's farm and we kind of knew going there where we were going to be setting up and all that kind of jazz but i think really where this type of thing comes in handy is for people and again you know oh most of these fish houses reside in minnesota and you've got people who are going to maybe go duck hunting for a weekend 
out in the Dakotas or maybe go somewhere where they don't know where they're definitely going to be staying and hunting. The cool thing about this is, is if you, let's say you're going to go uh, pronghorn hunting in Wyoming on public land and you're not really sure where you're going to end up spending the night, you're mobile. Spending the night, you're mobile all the time. You can go where you want to go. And again, if you're somewhere where you can use a four-wheeler, you've got that. You back it out and you've got a place to sleep. you got a place to hang. But uh, the other cool thing about it is, is, you know, if, you, if you've got an RV or something like that, maybe you're tied to that. With this, you unhook it, you, you park it, and you can go where you want to go. Exactly. And I'm, I'm going to backtrack just a second for all you people out there that are just looking into trying to get your first wheelhouse. That is a great way to sell it to your significant other, whether you're the wife or the husband. If you, the more ways you're going to use utilize the tool, at least that's how I do it with my wife. The more ways you can use it, you, you know, tell tell your missus that uh, you want to buy this fish house, but you know we're going to go camping. You know, we'll we'll go up to Duluth for the weekend and enjoy the the go visit superior do something fun and keep it keep the family involved so that makes it a lot easier um just to to kind of get everyone on the same page because you know my wife she ice fishes but i can guarantee you that she won't spend a tenth of the time in a wheelhouse that i would um she just you know maybe a couple times a year and that's it but when it comes to summertime camping she's all about traveling going to different state parks and that sort of thing so keeping it with the family is amazing but now when you add the hunting aspect you know especially if you're someone that's going to go and travel and just hunt different pieces of of public land like you said you know you might go down to I, i've been where we'll just keep it with the turkeys you know i nebraska is one of my favorite states to hunt and uh, the person I, I used to hunt with, he actually retired. So I decided one year we're going to go and try and find some public land. And the nice thing about this is, like you said, you get, you get down there a couple days early, you set up camp, um, and you go start scouting. Well, the first couple places that I went, I, I didn't find what I was looking for. And all you do is hook, hook it back up to the truck and go down to the next campground and, and try it again. It, it, it keeps you really really easily mobile and with the toy hauler additions you know i mean having all the equipment you need there's more than sufficient storage for all your hunting equipment um if you're going to run into town one of the keys is you have a place where you can lock some of your gear i mean obviously you're not going to leave a, a bunch of your gear in the, the the house for a long time but if you're going to run to town to pick up some odds and ends or anything like that you can you know stash your your weapons and, and lock everything up and keep stuff safe and protected um but another thing that a lot of people don't think about is in this house particular i mean i know there's some smaller ones that don't necessarily have all the amenities but you got a full kitchen at your disposal i mean pretty much you can pull over on the side of the road and make yourself a snack if you wanted to but uh it, it gives you all the luxuries of being nice warm cozy and dry at home or in an rv but you got a multi-purpose tool with the with this drop down ice house yeah that's another cool thing i think a lot of people don't think about it and, you know my dad's got like a 34 foot travel trailer he's got this huge thing with all these pullouts and all this stuff on it but i mean it's a you know he's got probably four steps to get off the ground to get into his trailer and the cool thing about this especially when you take it to campgrounds with where people don't see these things all the time and you drop it down and it's just like a little step up and out to get get in and out of the thing you're like 
That's really nice. Yep. <laughs> it sure is. It's it's nice to have. And I think another, you know, one of the, the cool aspects of it as well is being able to drop it down, especially if you're going to be hunting in some of these public areas where maybe you're gone all day. Um, it's a good theft prevention as well. Yep. So I, I had the house uh, parked in my driveway for most of the winter time, And, you know, I live in a pretty good neighborhood, but I always drop it down. And it's just one of those things that it, it keeps the honest people honest is what I always say. Yeah, you know, exactly. If someone knows how to steal something, they can always pop it back up. But it keeps the people that, that maybe aren't so sure how to deal with that from, you know, they're not going very far because it's laying on the ground. Well, and it gives you a little bit more time to, you know, someone to see what the heck they're doing and, you know, stop them and maybe make that com- conversation. So that's that's a really good good overlooked point there, definitely. Yep, yep. having that house dropped down. But, yeah, having, having the kitchen here is really nice as well because you can stop, make a sandwich, do whatever you need to do. We cook pizzas in here in the wintertime as well. Um, well. The other thing to think about when you're shopping for a house and this house has it is air conditioning. And a lot of times if we're going to use it in the summertime for whatever, or, you know, if you're going out to the Dakotas in September to go pheasant hunting, a lot of times we're out there and it's warm during the yeah. day. And what this does is it allows you to have a little refuge from that heat, be able to come in and cool off and have a cold drink, bring your dog in, let the dog cool down. Having that spot to cool down is really nice to have. Definitely, yep. And the other thing, too, and and I used this this weekend with the turkey hunt, is, you know, if you're a guy that likes to go out to the Dakotas and and do that type of stuff, and you've been camping out of a tent, um, you know, sometimes it's hard to get all that stuff into your vehicle. This basically serves as a nice, big, covered trailer, too. So all my gear gets there dry, all of it gets there there clean, and then once I get there, yeah, I'm probably going to pull a lot of this stuff out of the house so I've got, you know, a comfortable spot to to chill when I'm in here, but it gets everything there dry and and clean. Yep, yep, and that's, I mean, honestly, another thing to think about is uh, your your hub-style ice shack. That's another good tool for for hunting, camping, um, and what what brought that to mind is when you're talking about unloading your gear when you get to where you're going especially hunting is it i guess it's not really so so bad when you're camping with the family because you're usually a little more organized but when you're hunting you tend to bring a lot more gear than you generally need because one i mean today's a perfect example yesterday it was dang near 60 degrees and beautiful sunny and today it's freaking cold and snowing so so you have a little more gear so it's nice to bring i i like to bring a pop-up and set it up right outside you can use it as if you if you have a wheelhouse that doesn't have a restroom in it you can use it as a restroom and then you can use it just as a dry storage for some of your other items that you know if you got a tote that's full of you know some some clothing or stuff like that um obviously to keep it waterproof sitting on the ground is, is pretty important but it's just another place to store stuff and keep stuff out of the elements per se yeah that's a good good point and i think just about everybody who owns a wheelhouse is going to own a portable too and uh it's something that you can definitely use they're they're designed to keep the weather out so you've got that as well um the other thing that to think about when you're when you're going to go do this especially one of the things my buddies and i are talking about right now is is doing uh the rocky mountain squirrel tour You know, everybody has these dreams of these Western hunts, but the reality is, you know, I've got some friends that have done some some elk hunting, and, you know, 
if you want to get to where the elk are good, it's pretty tough to do on your own. So it can be pretty expensive. So we were talking about doing a Western hunt, but instead of investing big bucks into an elk or mule deer or something like that, we're like, we're going to go enjoy the mountains and enjoy all that scenery, enjoy all those cool destinations. But man, you can get a squirrel license for like 50 bucks. And we'll just go traipse around the around the mountains and, and whack a couple squirrels and have a good time doing that. This thing would be perfect for that because you can you can go wherever you need to go, drop it down, do your squirrel hunt, come back, have dinner. So keep in mind, you can do anything with Fish House. That is an interesting idea. That I mean, it's a great idea, but... <laughs> When it, when it comes to the odd, the odd ideas, you know, Chris always has them. I, I kind of want in on this deal. I, You know, I've talked to like four people about it, and every single person basically reacts the same way. That is an insane idea, but I want to do it. <laughs> Maybe it's the new next fad. You know, I think when you watch shows like Steve Rinella, Meat Eater, and, and Steve, I think, is really... One of the things that we've been seeing with hunting is that, you know, numbers are down, numbers are down, numbers are down. And obviously with COVID happening last year, I think a lot of people got back into hunting. But, you know, a lot of people have gotten back into whitetails and big game, but really where you see the hunter numbers diminish has been small game. But if you watch, you know, Meat Eater with Steve Ranella, Steve's always talking small game. He's always doing stuff like what I'm talking about, where he'll go up in the mountains and they'll go shoot you know blue grouse which is kind of thought of by a lot of people as eh, you don't want to do that but then steve goes and does a whole show on hunting blue grouse yeah so i think that he has has made a lot of people who typically would never small game hunt really go eh, maybe i should do that and i think a lot of people too you know with watching all the deer hunting shows and people are really into big big bucks now and i think a lot of people have gotten into hunting realize it's pretty tough to pull that off and but yeah, they can go out with their kids on a Saturday and bang three or four squirrels, and all of a sudden we're we've got a little meal and we get to hang out in the woods and we got to do all the fun things we wanted to do, and we get to feel like a success. But it wasn't super difficult to pull off. Small game hunting is the bluegill fishing of the <laughs> hunting season. It's it's a lot more action packed. I mean, there's with bluegill fishing, there's the aspect of chasing true giant big big bluegills so it, there's that next level mm-hmm. but most anglers cut their teeth in ice fishing or regular fishing catching bluegills off of grandpa's dock or you know up at the family cabin well small small game hunting is is essentially that it, it's an easy way to get the kids out and keep them active and keep them interested a lot of guys jumping into right into the turkey hunting the deer hunting I mean, you need to build a little bit of patience, and and we all know that sometimes that's not the the best way to start a kid where you get them out squirrel hunting, they're going to at least have some action almost guaranteed and and have some fun, but that doesn't mean they can't go do the other stuff, but that's pretty pretty neat, you know, to to think of it that way. You learn the woodsmanship, and, you know, this this weekend I was out in the sun, and we were walking the fence lines, and I started pointing out where you could see the deer trails coming through the fence. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, and then he started pointing it out. And it's just one of those things of getting out in the woods and seeing those things and and, and experiencing those things creates a love for it, too. Exactly. And, you know, we'll circle back to the turkey thing, too. The other thing I like about turkey hunting is similar to what you just said is, you know, you shoot a whitetail these days. Everybody wants to know what it scores. Oh, it's got a 140. It's got a 160. 
the cool thing about turkeys, and I know there's turkey nerds like you who score turkeys, but it's like you either shoot a gobbler or a jake. And if I say I shot a gobbler, nobody says, what did it score? Yep, so exactly. that's the cool thing. It, it, you can shoot a, a two-year-old gobbler or a five-year-old gobbler, but you take that picture, you got a full fan, they're all gobblers. Exactly. That I, Honestly, I think that's one of the biggest passions about it for me is it's it's a mature bird versus nothing else. I mean, they're... they're they're all turkeys. Yep, yep. Where the inches of antler is a little bit, you know, I, I personally think it takes a little bit away from what we're doing out there, but that's a whole other topic. That's a whole <laughs> other topic. But we were talking air conditioning, but the other thing that you can think of if you're going to go do the, the Rocky Mountain Squirrel Tour is you might run into some cold weather, too. This morning it was cold. I had the furnace on. We've got it off right now because we want to record audio, but... Uh, Having that furnace running and having a, a place to go back where you can warm up, warm up is probably more on. important than a place to cool down. <laughs> yep. Yep. So think of that when you're trying to figure out whether or not a fish house is for you. Um, try to think of different ways you can use it, and that's something we're going to be talking about later on in the summer as well. We've got a lot of plans for this fish house this year. A lot of cool stuff, and we'll be talking about that later. But. Uh, it's definitely a great hunting machine. Definitely something, you know, there's not a lot of campers you can pull four-wheelers into. So um, with that drop-down door on the back, just makes this thing um, so usable in so many different ways. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're thinking, if you're a serious hunter and you're thinking about buying a fish house, it's not just a fishing machine. It can be awesome for hunting as well. Anything else, Al? enjoy your enjoy your shack you know get out and use it as much as you can it's a lot of money to spend on a piece of toy to have it sitting in your yard you know it's it's it it can do pretty much anything a camper can do and it can be a lot of fun get out there and enjoy the outdoors and and uh utilize your equipment well good luck in florida and uh, when we come back the next show we're gonna hear how that went sounds like a plan buddy all right thanks for listening thanks for watching with al escobedo i'm chris larson we'll see you next time Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.